Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor for Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building, across from my favorite store, Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details. I have to share, I felt honored um, to be asked to host the show today. It's a topic that I uh, carry very near and dear to my own heart, and I use the word heart specifically, um, because today's topic is health is wealth. And it seems like a common phrase that you hear today, but I got to share with you when I was preparing for this show I discovered that a philosopher way back in 1860 by the name of Ralph Waldo Emerson actually coined this phrase. And they even go back to an ancient Roman poet who always stated, the greatest wealth is health. So as much as we think that phrase is very timely with today, uh, it's been around for quite some time. And we are a financial show, so... Before I even introduce our great guests that we have today, I wanted to share from a financial perspective why we're talking about health is your greatest wealth. And some of these are going to be pretty obvious for you. Some you may think, huh. But um, one of the first financial perspectives of being healthy is medical bills, right? Medical bills are expensive. Insurance has been changing. And healthy people save money on medical costs. Um, Another reason, um, and this is kind of looking at it from the employer perspective, healthy workers are just more productive people. I think we even find that when we're in our home, when we're healthy, we're definitely more productive on maintaining our house and our yards. Do you ever notice when you're exercising and feeling healthy, it gives you that confidence uh, and that high level of well-being. So um, that's also part of this. And... um, I want to share exercise is free. Sure, we could go buy that new Peloton rower, which I did, by the way. Um, We could go buy very uh, expensive equipment, but really exercise is free. And we're going to share what we're doing here at uh, Ellen Becker Investment Group and how we've incorporated that. And we're not um, on any expensive equipment when we're exercising. Um, And I just want to share... Healthy people stay productive for much longer periods of time. I know my husband is a big golfer, and he's always amazed when he's on the golf course and there's a foursome of 90-year-olds in front of him hitting the ball quite well, still walking the course. And it's that old phrase, a body in motion stays in motion. Um, When you're healthy, it boosts your brain power. Um, we, We learned that through various studies. And what I want everybody to think about today, and I may even close with this, health is an investment. You may spend money on sneakers and foods and so on, but it's an investment uh, that's going to pay dividends for you down the road. 
So um, I am really excited to be talking about um, health being your greatest wealth. And today I'm blessed to be sitting across the table from Matt Florentine. So Matt works for Catalyst Wellness and we at our firm have um, kind of partnered with uh, Catalyst and Matt specifically to create some health and wellness programs here at Allen Becker Investment Group. And so um, I'd like to give, give you a moment to explain your background and um, share, um, you know, your, your life and how wellness and health became such a part of your day-to-day lifestyle. Started, uh, when I actually first started, I always liked sports, played a lot of baseball growing up, a little football, but baseball was always my thing. Uh, I actually got older, got my license, got into cars, and I was a car mechanic for about 10 years. And then on the side, I was always like working out at the gym, always enjoyed working out, those kinds of things. And then I got into CrossFit and some Olympic weightlifting. And then I actually ended up coaching that while I was still a mechanic. And the big thing that, big catalyst, yeah, catalyst wellness, yes. I see there. What happened is I was coaching and helping out, and I realized, why are so many people getting hurt? you shouldn't be getting hurt and having these injuries and falling off the way again and all these things for just working out. So that's what led me down the path of all the exercise rehab, getting learning anatomy, how the body's built to move, how it reacts to different food and supplements and personal training and all those things. So that's just a brief background, but right in the CrossFit realm is right where it really like, this shouldn't be happening. People shouldn't be just like, I want to be healthy and then get hurt. And then they're back on the couch doing nothing again. It's like, there's, there's gotta be something here. So that's what led me down the path of doing all those things. And ever since then, starting at Catalyst, I've worked on movement correction, rehab, making sure people work out, whatever it is. I don't care if you like triathlons, running, lifting weights, CrossFit, whatever it is, I don't care. I just want you to do it right and enjoy it. When I look at your background, you have training in DNS, Dynamic Neuromuscular Stabilization. Nice. Yeah. Share with us a little bit what that is. So DNS, it's it's a way the body develops from when you're a baby. So babies come out, it's, I'm going to sound old right now. It's, think of a zip drive, all right? Like the big, huge disks they used to put in computers, USB drive, something like that. But you're, we're built with this, like it's, pretty amazing how God's built us with these downloadable things in our brain. You, by certain months, you want to hit these milestones. By three months, you want to be able to do tummy time, head up. And the baby's learning to stabilize their shoulders and neck. And then every month, all the way up to walking, you have these stages and movements you want to hit, these milestones. So what happens is when you get injured, your body's natural reaction is to pull in and kind of tighten up and like, oh, I want to be close to protect yourself. So what we do with DNS is take those exercises and kind of restabilize and make sure the body's working how it should and open you back up. Cause as long as you're pulled in and kind of like, Ooh, I don't want to get hurt again. The chances of getting re-injured are going way up. And the reason why I like DNS and use it so much at Catalyst is it's, it's foundational. Our bodies are built to move this way. You've learned it a long time ago. And as we go get older, we get lazy. We, repetitive motions, sitting too much, running too much, all these things, and we get injured and we lose that foundation. So we pretty much re-download and reopen up the foundational movements that you were developed with as a baby. 
Well, and it's funny you bring that up because um, you're going to hear a little bit about our exercise program here at Ellenbecker, or I should say our wellness program. <clears throat> and Matt will have us do bear crawl, where we are crawling on our hands and our feet across the room. And that's just what keeps us going. And you often refer to as a child, right, mm -hmm. when we do that. And we do burpees. And um, my burpee is very different than the 26-year-old burpee next to me. And Matt always says, um, I don't care what it looks like or how you do it. I just want you to be able to get up, get all the way on the ground, and get back up. Because the minute you lose that functionality, it becomes an issue. Correct. Um, the other uh, aspect that you really uh, put forth in our program um, is balance. And I'm smiling because... Um, I have a goofy knee, and I always use it as a crutch, where when we do an exercise that we refer to as drinking bird, where you're um, on one leg, tipping forward, touching the ground, I often want to lean and hold on to a, a table or something. And Matt, you always tell me, don't do that. Why? It, it turns in you're not using the right stabilizing muscles. You're always having that crutch. So as you get older, as you do things, if you start to like, well, I don't want to bend over and do this. I don't want to reach and do this, or it's, I'm going to be in a weird position. You're not going to trust yourself. You have to do it in a safe environment with someone there watching, taking care, make sure everything's okay, that you're not just willy nilly doing it. And that's what I'm there for to make sure you're doing it right and build the confidence. Cause no matter how much I train people or what I do with people, my whole goal is to get them to live a better life outside of the gym, be able to go home and say a friend's like hey let's go on a hike cool you don't have to second guess it and be like well i don't know i've walked in months i'm not that great a shape no go do it feel confident not worry about getting hurt let's go on a big bike ride like you should be able to just go you shouldn't be able to i don't know in my back and like no so that's why a lot of stuff i do in the gym and with people and at the clinic is building confidence i want them to be confident in their life and enjoy it and do the fun things they want to do without second guessing it all the time. Well, this is going to be a great show. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. With that, let's take a brief break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Um, today we have a great topic, health is wealth, and I'm a firm believer in it. And uh, we are blessed to have Matt uh, join us. He's from uh, Catalyst Wellness. And we're going to talk um, specifically during the segment on the corporate um, fitness program that we have here at Ellen Becker Investment Group. So um, if you look at any of our team bios, or maybe you're listening and you're a client, you know we have a big range of ages of employees at work here, everything from um, you know 50s and 60s down to the mid-20s. And so um, I'm going to have Matt share a little bit on how the conversation of a corporate wellness program even started. And I know it started with Julie. Share with us a little bit on uh, what Julie, being the president of Allen Becker Investment Group, what her thoughts were on this topic. Uh the big thing is, as it's this is everybody in general, like even for me, as we try to get in shape and be healthy and want to do these things, sometimes it helps to have someone there 
instead of just saying, oh, let's do a challenge. Let's see how many steps you can get. Let's see how many this. And then usually people get busy or anything. So me and Julie talked and talked about how much it helps to have someone to say like, this is what we're doing, showing up and having you do it and keeps the accountability. And that kind of led into like, what about my employees? What if you come and do it? I said, no problem. I got plenty of ideas to do all sorts of goofy workout stuff with, I don't need any equipment. We just need our bodies. And then that kind of trickled in, like, let's try it out. Started with one day a week. Now we do two days a week where I come in and we do workouts. I'll do movement assessments and different things like that. But that's pretty much what it was. And I say that because literally there's times where it's like, oh, I'm going to work out. And like, I really don't want to. And even though this is like my whole life, I don't want to. But then someone comes along like, hey, do a workout with me. It's like, all right, now I'm more motivated to do it. So having that accountability is huge to be someone. Well, I have to share, I do attend mat sessions and I'm a morning person. So I'll get up at 4, 4.30 at home and work out and I will try and replicate some of the workouts we do. And it's never at the same level of intensity because I'm not amongst my peers. Yeah. And it's not that anybody is looking at anybody to see what they're doing, how fast they're doing different things or um, at what level. You just know everybody's there doing it. And so it is very different. <clears throat> and like we mentioned earlier, there's no equipment required. And uh -huh. um, what's funny is I have a husband who's a strong guy and we had Matt come to our home a couple times. And even my husband said, wow, I am so sore because you're moving muscles at a different level um, than you traditionally do when you're just working out with even weights or equipment on your own. Um, so it is very different. Um, let's talk about our program that we had here. So Matt gave me a little insight. He is here two days a week. And if you're an employer um, thinking about wellness as, as a uh, team event for your employees, I got to share with you what I, I always call it a win-win situation. It's a win for the employer and it's a win for the employee because there's so many benefits that come out of this. And, um, you know, when you think of um, work, I have to share, I'm sitting at my desk for a large part of the day. And sure, I get up, I move around a little bit from meetings and to collaborate with my team members. But um, boy, that's a sedentary life. Mm -hmm. And um, when you think about it, I could be sitting at my desk maybe 30, 35 hours a week. And then I go home, I eat dinner, and then I might watch little TV. Boy, a large part of my day is very sedentary. Talk to me, um, how much exercise should the average person have a day or a week? That's going to vary. The famous answer that nobody likes to hear, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> it all depends on where you're at. So if you have someone, just for example, you have someone who is a college athlete, like has a lot of experience, background, and they just spent the next 10, 15 years focusing on career and they have sedentary lifestyle where they wake up, sit at the breakfast table, sit in their car to go to the office, sit at the office, sit in their car to go back home, sit at the dinner table. It's a lot of sitting. And so even though they spent that 10, 15 years, they still have like knowledge of like, hey, I remember four years of high level training as a college athlete, you know, played baseball, basketball, whatever, swim. So them, you can kind of accelerate it a bit more and get them in 
like let's start with one hour a day and just see how you go five days a week then they can bump it up some people it's literally just can we just get you to go for a 20 minute walk every day so it really depends on your background where you are there's some people that have like i've worked with at the office it's just they've been super sedentary because they've been in so much pain and they Mm -hmm. don't want to move i don't want to work out it hurts and it's like all right let's start with a five minute walk that's all i want and i've literally set the treadmill five minutes i'm like our goal is to make five minutes without pain how are you walking let's see your gait pattern all those different things so it's it depends average though if i'm going to give a ballpark range five days a week 45 minutes a day cardio or um weightlifting it depends depends. (laughs) yeah the worst answer ever but it depends it depends on what your goals are if you have some sort of goal of like wanting to do a triathlon run bike swim you know some more cardio stuff do a little more walking a little more running a little more biking if you want to just live longer and live a better longer healthier lifestyle i'm going to push you towards the weights there's been multiple multiple studies out there that show the more muscle mass and more weights you lift and the more muscle mass you hang on to later in life the better your life is the less medical bills which you talked about at the beginning you're going to have way less hanging on to that muscle mass you're also going to be functioning way better in a later life too which means less walkers less sitting around less of those things and you're going to be able to sit up and stand down yourself well yourself you're going to be able to do whatever you need to walk around the house take the dog for a walk go for a little swim like you're going to be way more functional with holding more muscle mass later in life so i favor more weight training just for longevity purposes so when you look at our group here and you talk to julie about some of the successes we've had with our wellness program um, talk to me about some of the benefits that you've seen and julia shared with you from the employees in regard to health and wellness I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things. So if I can pick on one of the biggest ones I see is range of motion and people like most of the time people stand up and you hear the, and the stretching and the groaning and all those things. And then they're like, I just can't get to this position. Or when I squat, I do this, it hurts or a lunge or a push up. Everything hurts. You guys, like when we first started, there's a lot of like, ah, what happens this? When we did a lot of the picking apart of the movements, well, it should look like this. Be careful of this. This is where your knee should go. This is where your foot should go. This is where your hand should go. And as we've gone on, very little of that now. You guys have taken off with it. Your range of motions are better. You're stronger. Like everybody's moving and feeling way better just by working out twice a week. Well, it's funny, um, and I'm going to share with the listeners, um, push-ups, never my favorite thing. I have no arm strength. You always commend me on how my push-ups have improved greatly. Oh, yeah. And it's, again, very different than the 26-year-old next to me, but I feel so, like, stronger and so aware of what I'm doing. And I am going to point out, Matt takes the time to go around and will mention, like, my goofy knee that I always talk about. He'll give me a way to modify it, and then my knee does not hurt. So there's a lot of opportunity to learn about our own bodies and so when I'm going up the stairs, I know how I'm going to push my goofy leg and my goofy knee so there is no knee pain. And I can go up and down the stairs now with no knee pain at all. And what I'm doing is just building strength around that to defer any surgical procedures that may or may not have to happen. Um, let's talk about um, the mental health benefits of exercise. 
Oh, yeah. Jean's being humble. Her push-ups are amazing right now. She, <laughs> We went from the beginning of doing like quarter push-ups from the knees. You're getting full range of motion. She's doing awesome. So she definitely deserves some credit there. <laughs> uh, mental health side. This is one I came across a long time ago. It was quite interesting. I read an article of a research study that said it took people, uh, it took a X-ray, like a CT of the brain, brain scan, scan the brain of someone who sat for four hours and just sat there, whether it was on a computer or watching TV or whatever, just sat there. And it tried to highlight activity levels in it. And it'd show like some dark spots, a little bit of blue that. And then after four hours, they had someone else sit for four hours too. And they took them and just said, 20 minute walk. Don't care how fast, don't care how slow, don't care how far. Just 20 minutes, set the timer, 20 minute walk, sit back down. They did a scan. You could see the whole brain was lit up green, yellow, red, blue, and like all of that was just light up. So it means you're building more brain activity just by moving your body. He didn't lift any weights. The study didn't have these people lift weights, run, get on a rower, uh, elliptical, push a sled, none of that. All he did was walk for 20 minutes and it increased brain activity. So just by being active, like we're built to move, move, move your body. So just by being active like that, you can increase brain activity, increase attention, increase focus, and actually be more motivated to work too. Well, it's funny because when you look at some um, habits of successful people, and successful is defined in so many ways, but um, oftentimes those individuals get up and they exercise, and I do my best thinking in the morning if I were to schedule any Um, exam in college or even as a professional exam they were always scheduled in the morning and I always worked out that morning even if it was for a 15-20 minute um, quick period on a treadmill or or an elliptical just to get that going so it's funny that um, you provided the study that backed that up but I always made sure and it just helped me release some stress and tension and kind of get in the moment yeah get Um, some endorphins flowing yeah yeah yeah. And, you know, as I um, work out with my coworkers, I have to share, it's such a great way to build teamwork and just, um, you know, you're with your team, your coworkers more than you are with your family members. So it's great to have that connection. Oh, yeah. So. Um, Misery likes company. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> there's very few people that are like, oh, I can't wait to work out today. I'm so excited. Like, but when you have that accountability and that group access to work together, everyone kind of works out and busts their butt hard together it's like yeah we're a team it definitely builds it it is very different Mm -hmm. and i'll have to share even in the morning if you're a morning person sometimes i am tired and i'll say once i'm past the first five minutes i'm good to go exactly and if i don't work out i'm going to be so frustrated and angry with myself so um i can totally relate to that All right, we're going to take another break um, and get a piece of paper and pen. We're hoping to uh, provide some tidbits and some nuggets of information that you can incorporate in your daily life. Um, Again, with that, let's take a break. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Um, If you have an opportunity, check out our website at uh, ellenbecker.com and look for some educational uh, information or opportunities for you to attend. With that, again, let's take a break. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. 
and we have Matt Florentine, um, who is from Catalyst Wellness, and he is sharing all these tidbits and nuggets of information on exercising. And, um, you know, my daughter is 21. Matt is blessed to have two little kids. And what I thought we'd do during this segment is talk about um, life and how to start a healthy lifestyle. And maybe we're looking at kids and starting a healthy lifestyle for them to college, to the worker, and so on. You know, it's interesting. Um, if you look at some social media, there's a great picture of a beach in the 1970s. And the picture shows different family members, and they're all of, I'm going to say, quote unquote, average weight and height. Now, then they show a picture from, you know, the uh, recent times. And the families have changed dramatically um, just in their health and wellness. And so we know a lot of that has to do with our life has changed, right? When I was a kid, we played um, red light, green light, or we played kick the can or the ghost. You know, we had all these physical activities and the neighborhood kids hung together. And now kids don't do that and maybe it's part of COVID but it's very technology driven but um, share with us and I'm going to have you look at your little kids now you and your wife are both healthy fanatics I mean your wife is a FIAD teacher correct and you are in a uh, employment situation where health and wellness is 24 hours a day seven days a week yep you got these two little kids how old is your oldest child she is five. All right. So do you have her in any activities? Do you um, incorporate some health and wellness with them with physical activity or diet? Um, share a little bit with kids. Yeah, the one thing we did with her once she got old enough, we actually did a food sensitivity test with her. So I know there's some back and forth with how accurate food sensitivity tests are and all that. So, But we, we went that route and tried it with her and found some like uh, she was a hundred out of a hundred for egg whites. Like, so if she eats egg whites, it's going to do a couple things to her. It's going to get her super inflamed, like puffy and like achy joints and stuff at five, which shouldn't be happening at five. So we cut those out and we kind of, we, we let her choose. We don't try to force the stuff on her. It's like, Hey, you don't want this candy or, you know, some chicken. Like that kind of stuff. That's just a basic example. Obviously, the kid's going to pick candy. <laughs> but we try to say, if you want that candy, you still have to eat, you know, this part and this part. And we'll put a whole array of vegetables on her plate. And she's like, I don't like the carrots. I don't like that. But I'll eat the broccoli and cauliflower. Cool. That's fine. You get to pick. So we try to give her options. And a <laughs> little trick if any of the parents are out there. So what we also did is uh, we colored our food. So if it's white food, it's like, hey, that'll give you energy. If it's green food, that helps you fight off sickness. If it's orange food, that helps you see in the dark. So then it starts like, oh, I eat orange food, carrots, gets you to see in the dark, which just helps the vitamin E in them, helps your eyesight. So those little little toddler hack <laughs> there. Little nugget. Yeah. So we started doing that, and that got her to open up way more. It's like, oh, I can eat this, and this is going to help me do this. I can eat orange things it's gonna help me see better like I can see in the dark that's cool like so I have a little hack for the kids there but yeah we try to give her options and those kinds of things we lay out options from the we base off the food sensitivity test where we lay our options out based on that of like you want this this or this so she still gets to pick 
besides just like forcing her like no you have to eat your carrots and broccoli you have to eat mm -hmm. the chicken and the, this so the nice thing is she really likes steak she is a fan of steak and medium rare so she's pretty picky about that which is pretty funny so but yeah we try to give her options so we're not forcing it upon her so she gets to choose and understands like oh if i eat egg whites it's gonna make my belly hurt and like we'll tell her like when we're at a birthday party you want the cake she's like yeah i'm like just a heads up that's a lot of sugar it might make your belly hurt but you can have it and then we try to put the links together like where she ate a little bit she's like oh i feel fine all right cool you had a nice treat ate a whole piece and then a couple hours later she's like my belly hurts i'm like do you think you had too much cake she's like yeah so we try to put connect the dots with her so she understands it's not bad to have a donut and a cookie just be within reason don't eat half the cake eat one piece that kind of thing well and it's funny when you think of gut health and what we put into our body definitely impacts how we feel and i'm a weight watcher and it's funny they gave us a recipe where we could make this oatmeal apple dessert and the leader said and you can eat the whole pan it's five <laughs> points and i thought why are you encouraging that? <laughs> yeah. We should all know to eat in moderation. Exactly. And um, what I tend to do is if I am going to eat anything unhealthy, I cut it in half. I think I just need Perfect. a taste of it, cut it in half, and uh, leave it be. But food and nutrition obviously is huge. And you start yeah. little and you incorporate why you're eating. Every um, fruit or vegetable or protein plays a role in our bodies. Mm -hmm. So... Let's talk about college kids. You know, some college kids are going to be huge athletes. Others are going to struggle doing any type of activity. If you're at home and you have a college kid that you know could benefit from uh, activity, how would you encourage them to get involved? That's a tough one because I've worked with some college-level kids, and it's just they're so focused on just want to work. It's The college kids I've seen, there's a very big divide ones that are like, I want to work out. I want to be active. I want to lift weights. I want to study and do all that stuff. But they're like, I'm, I'm in the gym, just going at it. And then I've seen the complete opposite side of, I want to study, do my work, just chill. I I'm working hard enough. I don't want to put more in. So it's on some of those other college kids, it's literally, I'm trying to rein them back. Like, Hey, you're doing too much. The workload that you have is a lot already. Pull it back. And at the other end, you're trying to like, just, can you go for a walk? Can you do something and get off TikTok? Like, right. <laughs> so that kind of thing. So I'm trying to find the happy medium. It's a, that's a great question. So the biggest thing is you nailed it earlier in the morning. I felt better when I got active, walked it, like it's as easy as a walk. People underestimate how good just going for a walk is. Yes, we live in Wisconsin. Even when it's 10 degrees out, bundle up, go for a walk. Fresh air, sunlight, minimal sunlight, but something. Just get a walk in. People really underestimate what a 10-minute walk can do just to get the blood flowing, to get your brain firing and things feeling better. That's It's, it's that easy. So that's where I would go with the college kids is some you got to rein in because they're just all gun-ho sports. They could be a college athlete just nailing that, and others are just doing nothing. It's like, Sometimes you got to take a day off. Sometimes you just got to go for a walk. And that, those are some great tips that I know I um, incorporate when I'm talking with my own daughter about getting out uh, and going for a walk. Talk to us about the midlife crisis. You know, 
when I was in my midlife, um, I uh, had a coworker who was a runner. And I decided I was going to do a half marathon. And I did it in 2004. I have the medal to prove it. And I always jokingly tell my husband, when I pass away, put a rosary in my hand along with that 2004 half marathon medal. So people look down and go, oh, my goodness, she ran a half marathon. Um, And it was quite an achievement for me because I am not an athlete. I was never raised to be a physical child. I didn't do any sports in high school at all. So um, in my midlife, I did this thing where every month I did a 5K and um, thoroughly enjoyed that, had a treadmill. As I aged, I got an elliptical because it was less abrasive on my joints, Mm -hmm. and I felt like I was still getting a good workout to the point where I still have my elliptical, but I did buy a Peloton rower, which I love. Yeah. And I know I can um, carry that piece of equipment into my 80s and 90s and beyond, But um, talk to us, um, how do you get somebody even started uh, a whole new exercise regimen? Yeah, just so you know, Gene, 2004 is when I graduated high school. I know, I know, I'm dating myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, that's awesome, you ran a half marathon. That is not easy, I've done one of those too. It's it's a big big accomplishment. Well, and I'm just going to share a little humor note. I used to run with the Badger Striders to train for that. And they started at a Saturday at, say, 8.30. I started my program at 7.30 so I could get the distance in to keep up with the whole program. Nice. So it was so funny. I'd be like, I'm not going to be there at 8.30. I'm going to be starting at 7.30 because I can't keep up with all the youngsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the biggest thing I've gotten to with the usually what happens in the middle-aged kind of stuff is it's the kids, the job, career, all these different things are just taking off and the kids get super busy with their activities. So most of the time people start to like fade off on theirs to let the kids do theirs more often, which is obviously awesome. You want to support your kids and their activities. <clears throat> so the best thing I could say in that one, I haven't, I'm, I'm approaching there. I'm not quite there, mm-hmm. but I'm close. But the biggest thing I've seen, even with my five-year-old and my little, I got a five-year-old and a 10-month-old, with my five-year-old, I've noticed is examples. She sees me like, um, you know, my hips tight and I'll do some stretches and maybe do a little yoga. And she's like, can I do it with you? I'm like, yeah. So leading by example. So if your kids start seeing you and they're getting into sports and activities and you're just sitting around doing nothing, they might eventually see like, oh, this is the cycle of life. I do my activities now go to school, fade off, sit and do nothing. So lead examples, especially if you want to, your kids are getting older, eventually, ideally, you're gonna have grandkids. Don't you want to play with them? Don't you want to be active with them? Or do you just want to sit there with them? So if you start in that midlife, just once again, as simple as going for a walk every day, keeping the body moving, you're gonna live a way longer, better life, be more active with the kids and grandkids as they age, and everything's gonna be feeling that much better. Well, and it's funny that you say that because oftentimes I say to my uh, in-laws, I helped you stay healthy longer because they helped me with my daughter um, and raising her. So I always say I kept you active. So It takes a village. It it does take a village. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back and continue this conversation with Matt about health and wellness. With that, let's take a quick break.
Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. You've been blessed with listening to Matt from Catalyst Wellness talk about health and wellness. And during this last segment, I wanted to spend a little bit of time on um, supplements, breathing, hot and cold therapies, all the cool things that you talk about um, when working with your own clients. In fact, if you're in front of a computer, definitely Google uh, Catalyst Wellness, and you'll see some corrective movement patterns and some information on their website that you might find helpful. Um, but let's start this off with supplements. You hear a lot about it. There's stores that are dedicated to just supplements. Um, what are your thoughts on supplements? There's a time and place for them. <clears throat> so I, for my supplement range is pretty simple. And that's all through trial and error. I've tried many, many different kinds of supplements. The only ones where I physically, like my body feels a difference is magnesium to help me sleep, vitamin D, especially during the winter because there's very little sun, and fish oil. Besides those three, I don't really take anything else because everything else I've tried from vitamin E, K, all these different things just doesn't work. I don't feel that difference. So it's hard to really give any specifics on supplements because once again, the greatest answer, it depends. It depends on your diet and what you're missing because supplements, that's a big thing people don't realize. They think supplements, just take a bunch of them, they're gonna cover everything. No, supplements are just what they mean. They're to supplement a proper diet of what might be missing depending on where you live and what kind of stuff's available. Like we're not near any oceans, so the seafood and fish stuff we get is eh, not the best. When you're closer to the coast, you get a lot fresher and better fish, better quality omega-3s, different things like that. So here, probably better take vitamin D. General broad recommendation, I'm not saying you have to. Vitamin D in the winter because there's very little sun and it helps with all sorts of stuff to keep healthy. And fish oil, unless you're big on fish. If you like eating fish and salmon, cool. You probably might be all right. It really is a trial and error. And if you are going to buy any supplements, really look for third party approved because there's a lot of crappy supplements out there and a lot because it's not regulated. Right. So they have, companies will just throw whatever out there. But if you see on the bottle or marked anywhere, third party approved, that means it's actually gone through a regulation process and you know it's legit. Good to know. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Talk to us about breathing, and I know I um, have to be very mindful when I'm exercising, or even when I'm just sitting doing things that I'm breathing properly. Um, you talk about breathing, and what is it? Your diaphragm should raise up. Um, yep. Share a little bit. How do you realize, or how do you recognize somebody's not breathing appropriately? So the biggest one, you ask someone to take a deep breath, you'll see their shoulders rise and their rib cage come up like. That's a stressful breath. So we're going to get kind of, bear with me a little nerdy here. So that stressful breath activates sympathetic nervous system. That is your fight or flight response. That means you're at an elevated heart rate. Your heart rate comes up, everything kind of elevates and keeps you more alert, like, oh man, what do I do here? So if you can actually breathe without your rib cage and shoulders rising up through your belly, that means the diaphragm is dropping. That is more parasympathetic. That is rest and digest. So a lot of times people stress at work, stress during road rage, ah. <laughs> so those kinds of things. So if you carry that breathing pattern into your home too, and now you're stressed at home, kids are yelling, bad day, and now you got to go to bed and you're just sitting here breathing and your 
heart rate's elevated <laughs> up in your chest, you're going to have a hard time falling asleep. So you got to be able to exhale, let all the air out. I even like, I've done this in bed when I can't sleep sometimes because baby wakes me up, yeah. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> well, I'll put my fingers right on my stomach and on my sides. And as I breathe, feeling that pressure, pushing it out. And then you just slow, it's called box breathing. Four seconds in, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, hold that exhale for four seconds and repeat. Well, and I know I got to practice that because <clears throat> I can sit and focus on something and then I quickly take a big breath in and I realize I haven't really been breathing. Yeah. I've been so focused. It's like, and my breath is so shallow. Yeah. Suddenly it's like, I need a breath. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple minutes left and I wanted to talk about hot and cold therapies because um, you talk about people taking an ice bath after a strenuous exercise regimen. Um, what is that all about? So it's kind of a hot topic right now with taking ice baths and different things like that. So it's it helps with endorphins and the biggest thing it helps with is inflammation because if you look across the board with a lot of these rising like autoimmune diseases and chronic illnesses, there's a lot of inflammation, chronic low level inflammation that's constantly in the body and your body always has to fight that. So these cold showers, ice baths, these different things help pull that inflammation back and get rid of it so your body can go through like a whole healing process. It sucks. I'm aware it's not fun, but if you can kind of power through and build up to it, that it does wonders for the joints, for your body, for your brain, uh, tons of endorphins and adrenaline rush and stuff when you're doing it. And when you're done and your body warms back up, tons of health benefits. You get a nice, big, calming, like, oh, man, I feel good, like energized. Well, I'll have to let you know if I try that yeah, one out. It's not fun, but the best way to do it that I did it, a quick example here, one week, 30 seconds of a cold shower. Do your regular shower, 30 seconds. The next week, you don't go full cold. The next week, you go 30 seconds full cold. The following week, you go 45 seconds full cold. The following week, you do a minute, and you build. Every week, you add 30 seconds or 15 seconds and build up to where you can get about five minutes in there. Five minutes is a lot. That is a lot. Two is plenty. Wow. I'll let you know. (laughs) With that, I hope you enjoyed the show. And No Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1 If you like today's show and you'd like to learn more, please visit us at ellenbecker.com or give us a call at 262-691-3200. As always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Be well.